Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a Thursday staple. We've grown to love it and look forward to it, even if we're not sure what it means. It's KT's Cowboys Dolphins Red Band Trailer. Thank you very much, Skin. A lot to look forward to. And we're not going to spend as much time talking about the ins and outs of the Dolphins because, hey, they suck. They do. Uh, Historically, one of the worst teams in, in the NFL if this continues. In fact... Maybe we'll talk a little bit at 120 about some things the NFL might be doing to prevent the Dolphins from doing what they're doing. But first, let's talk about how our opponent got here. Okay. Because it's not exciting at all. Right? Ready? Uh huh. Their GM is a guy named Chris Greer. Do you guys remember the hockey player, Mike Greer, who at the time was like the only black hockey player in the league? Do you remember him? Was he a Boston? Yeah, he played for the Oilers. And the Edmonton Oilers for years. That's his brother. The Dolphins oh, wow. GM played hockey. <laughs> How about that? Uh, so he's in the wrong sport? Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, but so basically one thing that happened is Chris Greer, and I did not know this because the Dolphins and Texans just made this trade. Well, his dad works for the Texans. So his dad is like the assistant player, uh, director of player personnel for the Texans. So when the Dolphins GM made that deal with the Texans, and the Dolphins got those draft picks from the Texans for Laramie Tunsil, he was essentially kind of doing a deal with his dad. Now, I assumed he was doing a deal with a dog who was working the front office right, desk. Right, right. Because they still don't have a GM in Houston. <laughs> I assumed it was made with a lame duck coach who didn't care what the future held. Isn't that pretty wild, though, that his dad is the one that kind of made that trade happen? Yeah. I mean, so it's like, Dad, you want to have a catch and make a trade? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think? I give you two ones? Yeah, you could give me a Larry Tunsil. Uh, are you sure, Dad? I'm ripping you off right now. I don't keep up with the currency. <laughs> I'm going to die at some point. You're going to be around for a while. Let's get your career going. So Chris Greer has not been the GM of the Dolphins for 12 years, but he has been with them for a long time and helping them draft. So They're this a is, perpetually mediocre franchise. This, yeah. this is where I want to go with this. In 2007, they had a top 10 pick. And they spent it on Ted Ginn Jr., the wide receiver. Oh, man. That was so average. He was top the, 10 pick. He was the Tavon of his era. Mm-hmm. 2008, they had the number one pick, Jake Long. Okay, mm-hmm. he's fine. Player. Uh, Vontae Davis in 2009, there yeah. was a first-round pick. In 2010, they had a guy that didn't work, Jared Odrick. They had Mike Pouncey in 2011. Hmm. Tannehill. And that'll set you back a little bit when right. your quarterback's not really good enough. And then they um, brought in his uh, Aggie coach to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, is that true? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 2013, the number three pick in the draft, they took Deion Jordan, who is always suspended. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, Wait, they the linebacker? Had, yes. I was thinking, so I was comparing all that and, and keep going. Jawan James, Devontae Parker, who might be okay. Still Deion Jordan's receiver. good, though. Deion, well, he was, but he's suspended all the time, right. so he doesn't play. Jawan James, a tackle, they signed fine. Devontae Parker hurt all the time, but he's got a chance to be good. Cowboys got to stop him this week. Larry Tunsil. Charles Harris was one of the defensive ends drafted before Taco. And he has not done much at all. Two guys, Shippy. And then Minka. And then Christian Wilkins this year. Dude, you so line that up to what the Cowboys have done since 2010, drafted first-rounders, and you go, well, no wonder Miami's But, but here's, the, here's the, the more shocking thing to me. Two guys, and now one's early, but you're confident. Two guys that are absolute home runs, they traded. 
Well, Minka, and recent guys that, re, that like you traded two of your top picks in the last four years to rebuild again, and those are guys that actually hit. They didn't want to trade Minka though. They did not want to trade him, and everyone's talking about the tank. Minka was basically forcing his way out by saying, "I'm not playing strong." The safety. second that they, they didn't tra- think it was repairable. Okay, the second that they traded Tunsil for picks, that entire room gave up. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you remember the story when they were talking about trading Tunsil for Clowney. All the news out of Miami was that the, nobody in the locker room wants that. Nobody in the locker room wants that. Okay, then we'll just trade him for picks yeah. because, man, current players respect picks. All right, but let's make this a little more fun what a now. Joke. The red, The Red Band trailer. Shippy, I'm going to ask you. Why to, is it called that? Um, I don't want to know, because actually. It's, it's, a, it's like a trailer. It's all specific for those listening. Hmm. Like, you can't just go, like, see the actual trailer. Oh, right. scan it. No, you got to be locked in. And the band is red? No, Red Band. That means it's X-rated. Um, Shippy, what? play this audio clip right here to fire off my second nugget in the Red Band trailer. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go back to the phones. Before we go to break, Erica in Jacksonville, what's up? Hi, how are you? What's on your mind? What do you think about this trade? Oh, I love the trade. I think the guy is a very great guy. He's from Miami, but we are from. I just wanted to say I listen to you guys show every day, and I want to say God bless you all, but it's very hurtful when I hear the things you all say about my son. Mrs. Hearns? This is Mrs. Hearns, yes. Oh, hey, Mrs. Hearns. How are you? How are you? I am awesome. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Tell us what you're thinking. (laughs) (laughs) It'll never get old. So lost in the sauce of a Cowboys 2-0 star, Dolphins tanking, is that if you remember, guys, (laughs) Alan Hearns signed with the Dolphins. I forgot. Mrs. Hearns? And so far through two games, he's got two catches for 35 yards. But how many targets? Is he on your fantasy team? He's not. He's on mine. He's not. But I just thought it's interesting that we have a a reunion this week for Alan Hearns. That'll be great. Good to see him. That's great. He was always very average. No offense, Mrs. Hearns. Now, why don't we keep him for six? We shouldn't have done that. It would have been a bad idea. You guys want to play a little game show? Yes. Yes. I'm going to play a game show. It's called... Is this person older or younger, the number, older or younger than Ryan Fitzpatrick's current quarterback rating? Oh, what a oh, great game. All right. Yeah. So, so we're not doing any geriatrics here. I will tell you, I'll, I'll list a celebrity. We'll just go back and forth here. Okay. I'll list a celebrity, and you'll just say higher or lower okay. at their age. Can Higher or lower. Can I? Uh, is can, it higher or lower than Ryan Fitzpatrick? Are you trying to steal? No, I no, steal no. What I wanted to do is, can Ben and I powwow on it? Because I think we might be able to determine the quarterback rating of Fitzpatrick by going through this exercise. I won't tell you until it's over. So, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, we'll start with Ben. Ben, Justin Timberlake. Is his age higher or lower than Ryan Fitzpatrick's current quarterback rating? Lower. That's correct. One point for Ben. Okay. Wait, so so probably, uh, what, wait, 42? which one was uh, so Timberlakes is lower? lower. Forty. Okay. I think he's about forty. That sounds about right. Thirty-eight. Skin? Beyonce. Uh, Beyonce is higher. She is not. She is not. She is lower. Okay. She is younger than Ryan Fitzpatrick's current quarterback rating. Kevin Hart, Ben. Kevin Hart is uh, lower. That's incorrect. What? Kevin, not lower. It's, he's higher, Ben. Skin, your mom partied with Pitbull. Uh, Pitbull's higher. That's incorrect. Pitbull, is, his age is lower than Ryan Fitzpatrick's current quarterback rating. So let me just say, I thought Pitbull was older than Kevin Hart, so I don't know what's happening yeah. right now. All right. Ben, 
Jason Momoa of the movie Aquaman. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say that. Uh, Remember, so are you asking me to to ask if the if he is is his age higher or or lower? All right, his age is lower than Ryan Fitzpatrick's hold on, hold on. quarterback he's, rating. He's married to Lisa Bonet Ramsey. Look that, at him. How does that have to do with anything? Because she's him. about our age. Okay, he's older. That's correct. Yes. And Ben was about to Good say assist. lower. Mm-hmm. That's why we need to power every Two now nothing, and then. Ben. Over to Christina Aguilera. Uh, oh, she's Justin Timberlake's age, so that's lower. Correct. Yeah, lower. And that's correct. Yes. So she, her age is lower than Ryan Fitzpatrick's current quarterback rating. You get the point of all this, guys? So yes. Ryan she, Fitzpatrick's current I'm not going to say it. Is really low. I think based on NFL standards. I think it's a 42.7. I think it's 43.9. You guys are both a little high there. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. 41. 39.7. You're co- closer. Uh, ben a little higher there. So 38.79. Ben was 30, Ben's at 39.7. I'm too low? Don't yell at Ben. It I'm needs to be low? a little higher. Oh, okay. Yeah. 40.1. needs to be a little lower. Ben? 39.5. 39, 39, 9. 39, 9 is it. Yes! What do I win? You get a a pawpaw. The complete fun package. Beyonce's 38. Kevin Hart, 40. Pitbull's 38. Uh, I didn't think Kevin Hart was that old. How is Kevin Hart doing? uh, He in that bad I haven't heard, man, and sources have been sketchy about that. You know, I've been tracking that story. Sources are sketching pictures of the car (laughs) accident. If y'all haven't haven't watched it, y'all got to watch the Chappelle Sticks and Stones. Oh, yeah. There's a a Kevin Hart thing in there. It's It's so good. It's really good. so good. So there's a story that was out in The Athletic today, and they were interviewing a bunch of agents. And the reason I'm talking about this is because the Dolphins have three first-round picks. Crazy rich agents. And likely are going to have very high. Good. Okay. And then it's okay. It's right up there with the list of taco puns everyone's been throwing out the last couple of days. Um, so basically, they asked him. They asked these agents, who would you rather have? We're only doing this because the Dolphins are going to suck and have a high draft pick, right? Who would you rather have? Tua? Justin Herbert? Or another specific you know, 2020 prospect. Seven of the agents asked, and this is, he was number one on the list, would rather have Justin Herbert. Really? Over Tua. Now, the Tua guys all said, what's up with Herbert not wanting to come out last year? That's weird. Does he not believe in himself? That's I just thought that was because of his brother. But, but not his brother played with him or something? His reasoning was his, his brother was going to go play with him. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. I think everyone in the draft world was like, yeah, he just doesn't think he's ready. And going back is probably good for him, honestly. God. This, my, my kids want to murder each other. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> forego being a playboy in the NFL to hang out with his brother. The other agents, uh, the, other, the, the field got seven, including Chase Young, who's probably going to be top five. He's the best edge rusher in the draft from Ohio State. Hmm. Now, they asked, all these, uh, they asked all these agents, what's the position strength in the 2020 draft? The leading was defensive line and then wide receiver. Defensive line and wide receiver, and I thought, the Cowboys could use a defensive lineman, and they could use a wide receiver in next year's draft. So trade with Absolutely. Miami? No, 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 don't trade for Miami. You don't have to do that. I mean, if you want to, you know, see what they have to give away, you can do something like that. I'm not trying to give away draft picks. They also asked these agents, though, they asked them about what NFL teams do you want your players, your clients to go to, all right? The NFL team that you hope selects your player. First place was the Patriots. Second place was the Cowboys. 
Wow. One agent said Dallas takes care of its players better than any organization. They'll go to bat for their players, help connecting with the off-the-field money and marketing. Lots of teams have proud fan bases, but fan fervor translates to more dollars, and nobody does fervor like the Cowboys fan base. All right, that's exactly right. If you're getting endorsement deals or other things like that, it's going to be easier as we've said time and time again, for somebody who plays for the Cowboys, yeah. it makes sense that the agents would want that. Now, third place in there was the Falcons and the Rams. Fourth place and a tie was the Chargers, Giants, Raiders, Seahawks, Steelers, and the Dolphins. What? The Dolphins were on that list. Why? Because they're going to have money to pay guys? Now, this is what uh, they also did a whole poll with these agents. NFL team you'd prefer doesn't select your player. It was the Bengals were number one. Uh And here's what the agent said. They suck. (laughs) It's hard to get in touch with the GM. Hard to know their rules. The family runs the front office. They have few scouts in the organization. They even forget requested sideline passes to games. Oh, man. What a disaster. were uh, in the top five. So both ways? Yeah, so both ways for the Dolphins. They also asked these agents, who's the number one front office a talent evaluator in the league. Number one was Chris Ballard of the Colts. Makes Mm -hmm. sense. Number two was Bill Belichick of the Patriots. Uh, Tied for third was Howie Roseman of the Eagles, John Schneider of the Seahawks, and John Dorsey of the Browns. And then you got into this long list that included Chris Vaughn, Cowboys Southeast Area Scout. What? Also getting a vote at the bottom, Chris Hall, Assistant Director of College Scouting for the Cowboys. Interesting. So they got all this love. Now, they also said uh, Will, Will McClay got a little bit of love, too, on, on a list as well. Always got some honorable mention. But I thought that was interesting that a couple scouts, mm-hmm. Chris Vaughn and Chris Hall, got a little bit of love. If you can get so, known on that level, that's pretty impressive. That made me go, well, if Will McClay did leave, would, hey, we, be might o- be okay. would we be okay? Just the fact that mm-hmm. they were in the pipeline was, was interesting to me. Uh, I don't have any more nuggets, guys. We're out of time. Good job. Um, yeah. Big, big, big note. My big note of the game, real quick though. Fitzpatrick's gonna be hard to sack. He will throw the ball up. You have to tackle in the secondary. Jakeem Grant of Texas Tech is slippery. If Albert Wilson is healthy and they get the ball to him, he's slippery. And Devontae Parker, like the secondary, is still gonna have to make plays. Even though the Cowboys are gonna win by thirty, the secondary's got to make some plays because they're gonna launch it. They can't run the ball. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Coming up next. See you guys. Uh, see you later. There he goes. See Kevin tomorrow, Turner bro. leaving Pluckers and Plano. See Lots of Tolos coming out still. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're, we're getting you ready for uh, a little football weekend. I, I do, sadly, as I look at this weekend, I'm not that engaged and be, because the Cowboys are playing the Dolphins. Uh, KT just gave us the Red Band trailer report, and you know we've been talking about it yesterday. The G-Bag Nation was talking about, uh, okay, uh, if uh, if if Lucius was the quarterback for a half, could the Cowboys still win? I mean, and it's like you have to actually have that conversation. Well, like, all right, let's go back to the phone. I mean, I mean when they're hold on. Uh, when when they're when the team is that bad, 
uh, we do tend to go to the world of hyperbole. Like when, yes. when uh, Bassick said, if you only had nine defenders on the field, <laughs> man, I think if you had nine college defenders on the field, a high school team could score. Let's, let's be realistic here. Um, but I do think it's intriguing. Can the Cowboys cover a 21.5-point spread? That sort of stuff is fun to me. I, and I, I think you're going to see a lot of the backups. I hope you are. Right. I mean, if, if the Cowboys are, are just blowing out the Dolphins as they should and then Garrett's got the studs, the stars still in this game, and one of them gets hurt, it's a fireable offense, man. That's I the mean, Garrett way, dude. It's the Garrett way, but yeah. it's going to catch up with him at some point and cost him his job. But you cannot afford for Dak to get hurt, Zeke, uh, D-Law, Vander Eschelen, Zach Martin. Amari, I mean, you, 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 all the backups should get a lot of burn. In fact, Cooper Rush should probably play the entire second half. Um, here's what I think will happen. If the Cowboys have a three-touchdown lead at halftime, which is conceivable, and that's, that's, like, that's the rate of proficiency with which they got going after the first quarter last mm-hmm. week, right? But Miami's bad enough to where the Cowboys could conceivably be up 21-0 or 21-3 at halftime or something like that then I think Dak will come out and play the first series. And if that series is successful and the Cowboys score a field goal or a touchdown and the Dolphins don't score on their first drive, then I think you will see Cooper Rush. But I I don't foresee any scenario whatsoever where Dak is not starting the first – no matter how bad they're kicking their ass, I think Dak at least starts the first series of the second half. All right, let's talk a little bit about Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the third oldest player in the NFL. Adam Vinatieri is the oldest at 46. Oh, man. Matt Bryant is 44. And Tom, to me, these balls are perfect. Brady is 42. That is freaking incredible. Well, KT sent us a story about Tom Brady and what he eats and drinks before a big game. So thought we could go through this and, okay. and kind of kick it around. Can I predict that this is a lot like, uh, oh, man, uh, who's his Boston buddy that did Entourage? Oh, yeah, Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, I remember when we did yes. Mark yeah. Wahlberg's yes. day before 5 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a lot like that, isn't it? Brady says he wakes up at, on game day at 6 a.m. Okay. And the first thing he does is load up on electrolytes and nutrients. I thought the first thing he would do is roll over and experience pleasure. <laughs> That's every NFL player wake up and drink a bunch of water on game day. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, he says, I wake up and drink 20 ounces of water with electrolytes. Who says that? You, you, ju- you, every, you say, I wake up and I drink some water if I'm thirsty. No one says, I drink exactly 20 ounces of water. And you have to tell us it's got electrolytes? Dude, TB12. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. After that, he drinks his first shake. A high-fat, high-protein smoothie that has bananas, blueberries, nuts, seeds, and plant-based protein. Which one of his kids get up and make that <laughs> shake for him? <laughs> it's ready as I don't as he think gets he up. has his kids or his <laughs> wife do anything for him. It's it, that one it? that he's always throwing in waterfalls. Gives him a big kiss on the lips. Thanks for the smoothie. <laughs> uh, he then lets his food digest for about two hours. What? Which is two hours more than skin needs. <laughs> no, I mean, I would I'd be breaking it off halfway through that shake. He really would, though. <laughs> like it's, not, it's not even an exaggeration or a joke. It's the, it's I don't true. even need fiber in this one. <laughs> I just sit on a toilet all day. Uh, <laughs> why are you in a wheelchair? No, it's a mobile toilet. Uh, so you guys don't even know I'm going right now. Don't mind me none. 
Uh, he then lets his food digest for two hours before he starts his daily 40-minute training session during his workout. He doesn't use any weights, only resistance bands. Okay, that's okay. Anyone that tells you they're letting their food digest is just unbearable. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I'm letting my food digest. I agree. Let it just do it. <laughs> out to, I, you can't multitask with that. I thought that was a function that happens over here while you're processing something else. He, uh, he doesn't mess with weights because his focus is on speed, agility, and core stability. Right. Heavy weights create short, tear-prone muscles. Boys said that as I've walked past the weight room. Yep. I mean, it is as you get older, though, and you're messing around with weights. You oh do need God. to transition into resistance bands. I was reading an article on musicians who go on tour mm-hmm. for, for long summers, day in. They go, no, weights would be horrible for playing music, playing guitar and all that stuff. I am very you interested to, in your workout podcast. As you get older, you got to switch to resistance bands. It's called working it out. <laughs> the story of one backed up guy guys uh brady midway through his workout will stop to drink more water with electrolytes <laughs> Good. that's what he, you need to do he aims to drink at least one half of his body weight in ounces of water daily so he weighs 225 pounds so he wants to drink 112 ounces wow yeah i mean he will never dehydrate. <laughs> I mean, it is impossible. He downs four or five protein shakes a day. That's too much. He wraps up his workout uh, around 11 a.m. and immediately has his next shake, a recovery drink, made from a scoop of plant-based protein powder and almond milk. Then around noon, Brady for lunch, which consists 80% of vegetables, because vegetables are high in nutrients, fiber, and enzymes. All critical for athletes to fuel their bodies, guys. So this is, uh, this. I mean, we're goofing on it, but this really is amazing. Because the amount of success that he has already had and the amount of money that he already has socked away, he is eschewing badass meals to do all this crap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I know this is game day performance these, stuff. You don't think but, these vegetables taste good? <laughs> but what I'm just saying is... I don't think he deviates too crazy off of the shakes and all that stuff during the week while he's playing. We've seen he this does with it. Dirk. You know, we've it's seen it. If, if you want to be able to compete at the highest level in your 40s, you got to be guy talking about how much water you're drinking with electrolytes on a daily basis. You guys ready to hear this incredible dinner he has? Mm, yes. On game day, dinner's packed with plant-based foods. Sometimes he'll also have a steaming cup of bone broth. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's what mm. he calls it? Yeah. That's it. It's like, okay, there's nothing else to it. And then he has uh, a recovery shake after the yeah. game's over. Following the game, Brady always has a recovery shake. Oh, he does. Classic Brady. <laughs> that is classic Brady. Uh, as for supplements, he says he always takes a multivitamin because no one's diet is perfect, and you never know what you may have missed. So he takes a Flintstone vitamin. Oh, I love the Flintstones. <laughs> Bam Bam's my favorite. It really is impressive, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm not – Go look at a picture of him now versus a picture of him as a rookie. It looks like they're flip-flop. Like, okay, he looks young and dumb like all people do when they're that age. Uh, no offense to anyone that age. But he looks in significantly better shape now than he did when he came into the NFL. Yeah. By the way, the Autoflex leasing uh, Fantex, 877-881-1053. This guy says so he's nonstop farting. <laughs> Why? Because yeah. smoothies? Because of all this stuff. He's plant-based. Yeah, Vegetables man. and bone broth. <laughs> now, there's, did you all see the other story about him and his uh, 
His uh, thing where he's got a problem with his sinners having swamp butt. Yeah, we yes. did that last week when oh, you were on sorry, vacation. Guys. No, we that's okay. It's a great story. I'm sorry, guys. We, we did it. We talked to Travis about it as well. But just to recap in case you missed it, Brady, if his center, he can't stand it when he says he has to throw a wet ball on a sunny day. So he doesn't want his center's butt sweat to get on the ball. And so he started just cramming towels down the butt cracks of his centers. And they just have to sit there and find a happy place and take it. Yeah. <laughs> and then there, there was a picture that accompanied it with a guy with a really weird shaped butt. It's because there was a yeah. towel crammed <laughs> down there. He's like, it feels like you're wearing a soggy diaper. Oh. Uh, now, Travis Frederick told us about this story. He said that uh, there are quarterbacks in the past who he's, he's snapped the ball to who didn't like a wet ball, which Aikman. that has to be <laughs> It has to be Romo. He wouldn't say who it was, but he, it has to be Romo. Yeah. But he says he would change pants at halftime so he'd have drier pants in the second half. But he said Dak what a is a sweater himself. So yes. Dak's hands and arms sweat a bunch, so Dak doesn't mind the ball being a little wet. So Dak just gets all up in it. Okay, so gets in those guts and takes the snap. The Cowboys had a real problem with backup quarterbacks when Travis had to go change pants for Matt Castle. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he should have never had to do that. He's no. more important to the team than Castle ever was. Yeah. So it did bring up last week, though, the worst bet payoffs would be adult diaper bet payoff that you have to go in the adult diaper and keep it on all day <laughs> oh. until your wife changed it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's the best part. I don't know why she lost. I bet. just, I feel like, I feel like <laughs> you can't move your hands. I've had, I've had enough it's of like, marriage now. I mean, good God. I'm, laying back. I'm, I'm 26 years into this relationship. I'm hoping that I punish my wife by her having to change a diaper <laughs> of mine at some point. I feel like I'll win in that moment. I will win. Honey, I, can you get in here and change my diaper? It's your I can't. kids. I can't. No way. I wouldn't want to do that to my kids. No, yeah, I love them. It's, so, a, it's a race to see who dies first before you have to do that. Since we're making <laughs> these recommendations and you're bringing up the marriage humor, while you're at it, watch the new Bill Burr special on Netflix. It's really incredible as well. If you like uh, relationship humor, I think you should take a deep dive on that. All right. See hold ya. on. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Did you ever catch up on the Righteous Gemstones? No, I'm behind. I, I will this weekend. What are people doing? I heard G-Bag yesterday. Maybe we'll talk to them about it in a minute. But they were talking about TV shows. And Dawson's like, I just need some new TV shows to watch. And I was like, The Righteous Gemstones, Succession, pretty much anything HBO's cranking out yeah. right now is I need, awesome. Oh. I, I want to see Succession more than anything. That's the one i got to get cranked up. That Yellowstone so is really good, too. So what is Yellowstone? Well, I tell you what, let's talk about this with the G-Bag yeah. Nation. Coming up next... We'll catch up with our homeboys, the G-Bag Nation, find out where they are, and you can switch uh, from lunch with us to dinner with them. We'll do that next right here on 105.3 The Fan. Joining us now from somewhere out there in the Metroplex, it's our good buddies, the G-Bag Nation. Hello, Mr. Dawson. What's going down? Hey, how you doing, man? We're up here at uh, Twin Peaks in Frisco, right off of Gaylord Parkway. It's amazing. That's a great location. It's a damn fine restaurant. And I'm sure you guys have lots of good stuff coming up today. Before we kind of get into a topic that KT heard y'all talking about yesterday that Ben got us going on, I want to get y'all's immediate reaction to this uh, New York Times headline, Birds are vanishing from North America. In the last uh, 30 years, birds are down by 3 billion birds, a 29% decrease. Ben, I'll start with you. What is your immediate reaction? We're down 3 billion birds. To me, uh, I immediately think, wait, I think they meant frogs. Right. Because <laughs> I really I thought frogs were the things that were disappearing, but if birds are disappearing, bees. right? Yeah. If birds yep. are disappearing, I mean, birds, 
Anytime you're watching babies. Jurassic Park and the birds all bounce, it's because yeah. bad stuff's about to happen. Right. They, like, have this sixth sense where they're aware of, of doom when it's right around the corner. So if the birds are hauling ass and getting out of here, then <laughs> it's about to be bad news for us. All right, G-Bag. Winter what's your coming. Me- yeah. yeah. Well, what's your immediate reaction to missing out on three billion birds? Pretty bad deal for them, you know. <laughs> I, to me, Kavanaugh? that's a sign that the, the dove hunters are definitely winning. Very efficient. Is that what's happening? We're just having a couple of real good dove seasons. I saw I think- Marcus Spears was looking for somebody to go dove hunting with uh, this morning on Twitter, and Corey Proctor was like, they're not flying, man. They're not flying. So I guess we got them all. Well, the Listen, actually- our, I've been our rivers are drying them. up. The Amazon forest is burning. We're killing this damn planet. we got to stop, guys. Yeah, and wow, that is so political. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I view it as it's too late. So, it's, yeah, that's a good attitude. Uh, it out like a bonfire. I just can't imagine that they had uh, twenty-five years ago three billion more times as much bird poop everywhere, because it just seems to me anytime I pull into a parking lot, I think the amount of bird poop is still the same, even though we're down three. Have you guys ever been pooped on by a bird? Yes, Ooh, I'm sure, sure I have. Pull these jokes, pull the audio, of these jokes, and be like. <laughs> Look at what idiots my great-grandparents were. Uh, but I, ha- I, I have been hunting with Marcus Spears. I've only been hunting one time in my life. It was duck hunting. And I sat in a duck blind with Marcus Spears and we freestyled. And that dude is nasty dude, on the he, mic. He, he is nasty on the mic. And uh, not only the flows, which I just learned about, but uh, on ESPN, just dominating. Like Marcus Spears is, I think, an up-and-coming superstar in broadcasting. He's so deep. He's so well-versed on a variety of topics. Uh, You know, I I think it's about to be a Marcus Spears takeover, and I hope it includes a lot of freestyle rapping. Yeah, I think he's really good. I thought uh, him jumping on the uh, Dallas Cowboys preseason broadcast was really good because there was a lot of voices there, and he just kind of found his space and rocked it out in that tone-loke way that he's so able to do. Uh, okay, so KT was saying that yesterday you guys were having a, a television conversation as to what you were watching currently, and was the general idea general that you are uh, missing out on some current television? It's kind of empty in that regard. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think just generally as I've gotten older, I've had uh, less tolerance for the TV producers' tricks of just putting in like emotional triggers, like relationship issues or social issues that have nothing to do with the original premise of a show. So when I come in and I I want investigations and historical background on the serial killers and how the FBI went about establishing this program, if I have relationship angles popping up in the middle, it kills these TV shows for me. And I end up looking at my smartphone, and then I miss out on the good stuff. And then I've kind of sat through two episodes, but I don't know what's going on, and I bail from the TV shows. So, you know, I, I, I think it's just me getting older. Um, you know, I, I just find myself gravitating towards more niche programming and, you know, documentaries and things that are really going to stick to topics. You know, I, I don't need in the middle of Mindhunters a lesbian relationship. I'm oh, sorry. I'm, I'm progressive. <laughs> I mean, but it's, it's not like they're giving you, you any soft porn. It, it's just the, the uh, relationship dynamics of two ladies that can't get along because they're from two different walks of life. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What does this have to do with Son of Sam or Ed Kemper or any of the stuff I started watching the show for? No, I sorry, hear you. I don't, yeah. I don't need a Melissa Etheridge song. I need some... I, so, I, I felt the same with The Walking Dead. I didn't need Carl. I didn't need a bunch of <laughs> backstory and narratives yeah. with Carl. 
I hear you, man. Give me the zombies. Dude, I'd never thought of that. Carl is what made me check out of The Walking Dead. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> that stupid kid. I wanted nothing to do with that Weird stupid teenage kid. Angst. Yeah. yeah. It was a kid named Carl? Yeah. Well, what yeah. an anomaly that is. It just didn't yeah. get... It's, my issue with it is it became uh, less of a show about survival. And for me, I was just like, what about the basics? Can we get a shower? Where are they getting all this clothes? Why does Rick look so nice every time he's going out to kill zombies? Did he get a new <laughs> pair of diamond-cut jeans? Was, it's very strange. Nice boots, dude. Like, he always looked real nice. They look too nice to be fighting zombies. Dude, if, you're, if the world's over and no one's manufacturing anything else and you've been in the blood and in the sweat, like, how are you getting all these new clothes all the time? Dude, but isn't the population greatly reduced on that show? I mean, there's tons of goods out there. Yeah, I guess. Like, if the, if the, if the population is doing what the birds are doing, there's genes for mm-hmm. days. For you. How, old, how old a character was Carl? I want to say Carl's about 15, 16, 17. Yeah, right? He was 8 to probably 17 throughout the whole I would think 10 years that, of the show. I would he think got that, super annoying as he entered double digits. Really? I yeah. mean, I, good I, God, I, just his facial expressions made me quit that show. I would be so distracted by an 11-year-old named Carl. Or yeah, like a twelve-year-old uh, named Betsy. I, I didn't. I didn't I haven't, I haven't looked up the stats on this, but I would say more people punched Carl in the face than any other character. Uh, just punching their TV oh, no. than any other character yeah. that's ever been on TV. What are you watching, Kavanaugh? I'm really like I watched Mindhunter too, but I kind of thought it sucked. Uh, I'm I'm with Gavin. I kept hitting next because the serial killer part of it and like how do they think and the study of it is really cool. But then they were doing this like parallel story that. The two stories can never come together, so I don't know why they paralleled them, and then there was stupid relationship stuff. So I'm desperate. I'm waiting for Amazon to crank out this Lord of the Rings prequel, and that'll probably be in like 10 years. So uh, until then, I'm pretty open. Dude, why haven't you watched Yellowstone? What's that mean? Okay, so there's a show, a Kevin Uh Costner show called Yellowstone, which is really good. I'm late to it. There are already two seasons into it. I just finished the second season. But we binge watched that sucker, and it's really, really good. And it's basically Kevin Costner is like a cattle baron, and and the cattle business is booming. And he's, I, I got, he's, I guess he's up near Yellowstone. Which where is that? Is that Montana or? Well, or, uh, yeah, it's Wyoming, right? It's near Wyoming. Je- it's near Jellystone, and it's like Jellystone is, I think, in Burleson, and uh, it's you know, and it's like cattle are big business, and. Then there's uh, the, the dynamic of Indian territories and their land. They're trying to reclaim his land. And he's got to fight and scrap and claw to, to save his ranch. And it's just tough living on a horse ranch. And uh, he's, his kids are all screwed up from living that tough life over the years. And there's fascinating characters all up and down the show. And there's always war and drama and fighting. And it's maybe as good as Kevin Costner's been since, uh, I don't know, since Field of Dreams. I was going to say, like, uh, I've heard you say great things about it, and I've heard great things about it, but, man, the Kevin Costner hill is a tough one to, to get over. Uh, How so? What? He's he, great. He's In general, he's not. What do you mean? Is what? an actor? Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. Is he? Yeah, he's a wonderful actor. You just mentioned a movie he made in 1989. He said it's, oh, it's the best he's been. I, I and it's one of the greatest good. movies ever. There's a new Netflix out that was on Bonnie and Clyde, and he was one of the uh, Texas Rangers. I thought he was really good in that. That's recently come out in the last six months, I would say. <laughs> He's always doing baseball stuff. He is always doing <laughs> baseball stuff. Yeah. For the love of the game. Old Durham. Uh, so, did you guys, you haven't got, guys, you guys haven't done the Righteous Gemstones? Gavin, you know you did the no, HBO. You, I know you, you sent me this list of TV shows, and I hadn't heard of any of them. But I, tr- I trust your taste. I, 
It okay. doesn't sound like The it. Righteous Gemstones is a comedy, <laughs> and there's a show on HBO called Succession, and it's a drama. And both shows have the dynamics of what I would call the Jones family. You have the patriarch in Jerry Jones. You have the oldest son who's kind of about to take over in Stephen Jones. You have a younger son playing the role of Jerry Jr. And you've got a daughter or sister. And both of these TV shows, who it, it goes, this would make sense to be Charlotte. And it's just so funny to watch those shows through that Cowboys lens. Same with Yellowstone. You do, I, love, I love doing yeah. shows like that because I, I legitimately on The Righteous Gemstones, even though it's a comedy, I really don't think about the Cowboys. But Succession, because the su- Succession is a guy running a, a global media conglomerate, okay? I mean, it's legitimately stuff I go, man, I bet these conversations have happened in the Jones family. I mean, it's so good. It's really good. I know that I need to see Succession. I'm very excited about that. What do you guys have coming up on the show, General? Pure gold, as always, Skin. Thanks so much for asking. We're going to talk with Ace Business reporter Darren Ravel coming up at 2.20 about the top picks against the spread. You know he's with the Action Network right now. We'll also talk to him about Nike dropping Antonio Brown. Is there anything Antonio could ever do to retrieve his status as an endorser of products? And, uh, you know, then just pure gold. We'll be here at Twin Peaks and Frisco for the next five hours on the fam. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, have a great show on, here on a Thursday. And I uh, want to thank everyone who's been a part of this one today. Thanks to all the Tolos who came out to support us at Pluckers and Plano. It was just fantastic. Where are we going to be next week? We're going to be at Grapevine. Okay, we'll be at the Grapevine Pluckers next Thursday. So please make plans to come join us out there. Again, we posted our Dirk Nowitzki interview. We, we hired a film crew. Go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Ben and Skin, and check that out. Be sure to subscribe, and by all means, always go look for the video content at 1053thefan.com. Thank you to Reed out here for engineering, Stephen from Promotions for being out here. Thank you to Shippy and KT. Thank you to Joan and Payroll. Thank you to the Vielma brothers at the, at the front desk, and thanks to Samir and the boys downstairs. Those guys are always whipping up an incredible Mexican feast every Thursday night football. Coming up next, it's the nation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.